This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We'll start this hour talking about maybe the main topic of conversation in our first hour because there is a big issue with last week's Kentucky Derby winner. And we are now just six days away from them when they'll contest the second duel of Racing's Triple Crown at uh, Pimlico in Baltimore. And a topic of conversation throughout that broadcast will be what transpired today. Here to give us a preview of it, although it can change plenty between now and next Saturday when he gets in front of the camera for NBC. Uh, host and reporter Lafitte Pinkai joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Lafitte? Well, I'm good, Jody. It's it's Mother's Day. I've completely disconnected from all devices. Uh, I hope I didn't miss anything important that may have happened to earlier this today. Yeah, I know better than that. Because uh, I shot you a text this morning, and I realized, oh, shoot, it's uh, late morning for me. That means it's still early morning for Lapita. I hope I didn't reach out too early. And you said, yeah, Jody, you were about my 41st text because you had gotten yeah. uh, many others uh, when you did have to finally take a peek at all your devices and found out that, uh-oh, we got some reporting to do leading up to the Kentucky, to the Preakness Stakes. Jarring, jarring to, to wake up to, to, to say the least. I mean, where do we start? Let me just get this out of the way. You know, this sport is in my blood. I've grown up in it. I'm a fan first. So from that perspective, like, I'm sick. It's a sad, sad day for Thurbert Racing. I like Bob Baffert a lot. I've known him a long time. I've always appreciated his candor and accessibility. I wish this wasn't happening. Like, none of that matters right now. It is happening. Medina Spirit, the Kentucky Derby winner, has tested positive for a legal therapeutic medication, beta-methasone, uh, but over the legal limit, and his Kentucky Derby win is, in fact, in jeopardy. Let's talk about, you pronounced it better than I can, beta-methasone, uh, which, as you said, is a legal uh, substance. It can be used 
by trainers on horses, but there is a limit to what you can use. And if you overuse it, it comes back positive. It can cause you to be disqualified. And that is the case as of right now. But there is a secondary test that uh, Bob Baffert can ask for. He already has basically demanded it. Um, give us what beta-methasone would do to perfor- to help enhance a performance of a horse. Well, first, I can't overemphasize, you know, a medication violation isn't a medication violation isn't a medication violation. For those who remember what took place a year ago, March, this is not the same as the feds raiding the barns of trainers, Jorge Navarro and Jason Service in Florida. All right. Like, first and foremost, that was distribution of mislabeled drugs, performance enhancing drugs. You know, for someone who doesn't follow the sport on a day-to-day basis, it's really important to understand the massive, massive difference. Metamethasone is a regulated anti-inflammatory. We're talking about a legal substance, as you mentioned, but too much of it. So I'm I'm going to bore the hell out of you now, Jody. Like 21 picograms is how much was found in Medina Spirit System after the Kentucky Derby. One picogram, I believe, is a trillionth of a gram. In Kentucky, the current withdrawal guideline is 14 days. Zero tolerance on race day. That changed in August, I believe. Uh, 10 picograms of beta-methasone was the legal race day amount. I know, like boring, boring, and technical. I will say this. I'm not a vet. I'm not a horseman. Uh, not an expert in these matters. But from the people I've, I've discussed this with today and had conversations with all morning and afternoon, People who know much more about this than I do, like one sentiment is consistent. Beta-methasone is not why Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby, like not a performance enhancer, but the rules are the rules. And and here we are. Mm, That's good to know. Uh, Put it in its proper perspective. All right. As I mentioned, and you can give us more details, uh, tested positive. Whatever the reason, uh, supposed to be disqualified, that's usually the way I think most people would think of it, but that's not the case here in horse racing. As uh, a, a horse that has tested positive, there is always the uh, use of a second test that in case there was a false positive or something was done incorrectly in the testing process, those that uh, are in charge of the horse, that train the horse, own the horse, they are allowed to request and they already have a secondary test. What's the difference between the first test and the second test? Well, that's it's all part of this this process, Jody. And look, Baffert's saying no way. Medina Spirit was never administered beta methasone, and Baffert will fight this. So now, as you mentioned, we we await the results of a a second test, a, a split sample. If at that point, if confirmed, you have to be thorough, obviously. If confirmed, Medina Spirit would be disqualified and Mandaloon would be recognized as the 147th Kentucky Derby winner. Naturally, you know, appeals would follow. And as of right now, we don't know if Medina Spirit will be allowed to run in the Preakness. The Maryland Jockey Club and the Maryland Racing Commission are, are reviewing the matter. And a decision will be made very soon. The Preakness is Saturday, and that does complicate things. We're dealing with a running clock. How much more will we know in the next few days before that big decision is made? I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make that call. Understood. Uh, a little bit more in the testing process, and I know it is not your ballywick. You understand because it's part of what you do, but you're not a horseman. Like your father was a horseman, um, but I'm, I'm asking you to give us as best you know. 
It took an entire week to come up with the positive. Why? I know that the horses are tested pre-race, and then they're tested immediately after the race, but some results don't come in for a specific period of time. As best you can, if you can, explain that to the people out there going, well, wait a minute. It took them a week to catch them? As, as thorough as you have to be, absolutely, with the, the post-race testing. Um, again, you have to you have to understand that, that for good reason, the rules and regulations in this sport regarding medication and therapeutics are changing. Things are getting strict. That's a good thing. Whatever is in best interest of the horses, that's what matters most. That doesn't mean the system is perfect. There will be trial and error. And, you know, in this case, if Bob Baffert needs to run a tighter ship, so be it. But that's all part of it. As I mentioned, what was allowed race day in terms of beta-methasone in August in Kentucky is different than what's allowed now. So if there is a medication violation, um, at that point, that is when you go ahead and, and retest and you get that split sample. A second test is going to be taken to make sure to confirm what was initially diagnosed. Again, this is all part of that process that that needs to, to pan out. And this isn't just applicable to the Kentucky Derby or the Triple Crown. These are regulations and rules that are changing in the sport and that have existed in the sport for years and years. Now we await the results of the second test, which is why we have to be careful at this point to jump to any conclusions. Are the tests for the Kentucky Derby the same as a $10,000 claim or a Churchill Downs that was run the day before or the week after? Are the tests standard across the board, or are there more succinct tests for a race the magnitude of the Kentucky Derby? I don't want to drift into, into an area where I'm not quite as, as, as familiar. Okay. I think that it would be when it comes to the, the Breeders' Cup and the grade one races and triple crown races, uh, you know, the, these horses are under heavy, heavy scrutiny. Everybody wants to know that the game is on the up and up, that, that you know, you have to look out for the best interest of the handicappers and the gamblers as well. Um, across the board, again, there is a, an, an emphasis in thoroughbred racing, more so now than ever. And again, that's a good thing, looking out for what's best for the thoroughbred, which is why you're seeing a, change in, in maybe the whip rule with the crops or, or, or even in Lasix. And, and there's a lot of, of argument about whether or not that's really a good idea. But a step closer to less drugs, less therapeutics, less medications being a step in the right direction. Things are more strict across the board. Lafitte Pinkai the third, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. He'll be in Baltimore next Saturday for the Preakness. He was there in Kentucky this past Saturday, and we have yet to determine exactly what horses will be contesting the Preakness. I, I guess I'm going to ask you to do a little speculation here. Know that uh, all the facts are not in yet, but if they don't allow Bob Baffert to enter uh, Medina's spirit in the uh, Preakness, which very well could happen, would they also tell him concert tour is not available to race? Will it be an action against Baffert and affect all his horses or just the one that tested positive for the Kentucky Derby? No, that's uh, it's a really good question. Um, I remember a, a few years back, a trainer had been cited for a medication violation and the horses he trained still ran in a race. It was, it was a Breeders Cup event and that, that, that particular race horse ran under an assistant trainer's name uh, is that something that could be 
considered. I mean, you really have to feel for everyone involved here in, in terms of the, the horse himself, Medina Spirit, his owner, Amr Zadon, uh, breeder Gail Rice, bloodstock agent Gary Young, the jockey, uh, John Velasquez, um, how the Maryland Jockey Club and the Maryland Racing Commission, how they're going to come to a decision. Um, that's, what, that's what we're waiting for. Because as I mentioned, the, the, the clock is running. The Preakness is in six days. I, I'm not quite sure how that's going to be handled yet, only because this feels like uncharted territory. I think back in the, I don't know if it was the 50s or 60s, another horse had been disqualified. I believe it was for Clenbuterol. I'd have to go back and see how that was handled. You know, we had a disqualification two years ago with maximum security, and that was for something during the race interference. He was disqualified, and Country House was the winner. This, uh, for me, feel this is this is uncharted, and there's so many different layers, and we're so early in the process with this just having broke this morning. I wish I had more of a definitive answer. All I know is it is under review. Uh, Baffert has been suspended from running horses at Churchill Downs. Obviously, the Kentucky Derby victory could be vacated and the maryland jockey club the maryland racing commission they have a they have a decision to make and uh, we appreciate you giving us what you do know and where you can making uh, good and quite educated guesses for us this one i think you can make an educated guess on because someone brought it up to me in my first hour and i answered it the way i thought it was being answered uh you can either confirm or deny for me I said if uh, he is found positive in the second test, uh, the title is stripped, the purse money is stripped. Someone asked me, well, what about the jockey? Does he lose out on the percentage of the purse that he got? I said, as far as I know, yeah, that's the case. They take all the yeah. money away. That the, the jockey who had nothing to do with the condition of the horse gets stiff, too, because he loses out on the purse. I'm thinking you got a pretty good grasp on this one since it's what your dad did forever at the highest of levels. Uh, is, is the jockey held responsible even though he has nothing to do with it? It's, you have to, if that, if that, if the violation is upheld with the sample test, with the second test, and that's confirmed and the disqualification takes place, you have to look at it from the perspective that Medina Spirit did not cross the wire in front in the Kentucky Derby. Mandaloon would be the winner of the Kentucky Derby. So naturally that involves the first distribution to the owner, trainer, jockey, all the way on down. Judd Farm would be a Kentucky Derby winning owner. Brad Cox, the winning trainer of Laurent Giroux. So as far as the distribution, it really doesn't matter who exactly was responsible. In this case, you look at the, the trainer, the buck stops with the trainer naturally. Uh, he's responsible. Um, but everybody would pay from that standpoint. You know, Johnny Velasquez would not be considered a four-time Kentucky Derby winning jockey. Um, the, the winner would be Mandaloon, and then everything would follow accordingly as if Mandaloon had crossed the wire in first. Lafitte Pinkai, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, I'll make a statement. I'll keep you out of hot water. You won't have to respond to it, uh, but I'll just give my opinion. Uh, no, if again, the... not worried about it. It's not the hot water. It's the, it's the, we don't have all, you don't want to speculate too much. We are right. where we are in this story. It just broke this morning. We only have access to the information we have access to. But I am I am speculating wildly here and giving you a hypothetical. Uh, if both Baff- Baffert's horses are deemed out of the Preakness, that uh, Maryland Jockey Club or uh, Stronic decide, no, we just can't have this. We're not going to have a horse run, win a triple crown, and be taken down. No, not happening. We're not allowing them into the race. 
I thought that they were not only the favorite and the second choice in the race, they were the runaway favorite and second choice in the race. And if they both get taken out, I would say what was left of the field would barely be a grade one level. This is my opinion, not Lafitte's. Um, And you shouldn't have a triple crown race that's barely a grade one level. Will we see other trainers decide, hey, if Baffert's not in there with the two best horses, I can jump in here at the last second and get a part of uh, racing history and a million-dollar purse and everything else. Will we see late entries to the Preakness if that's the way it goes? Absolutely. No question. Um, Bob Baffert also trained Life is Good, who is easily considered the most talented, the fastest three-year-old of this crop early on when we were watching the prep races leading up to the Derby. Um, After he was injured, the race that he was pointing towards I believe was the Santa Anita Derby, and they were thinking nobody wants to run against Life is Good. We might get three, four other horses to run in the race, and, and Baffert may train one or two of them. Um, as soon as he was out of the mix, you wound up with a much bigger field. You wound mm-hmm. up with 10 or 11 that ran in the Santa Anita Derby. So, sure. And, and, and look, you have to keep in mind that if, if this is upheld, and Mandaloon winds up being regarded as the Kentucky Derby winner for, for Judd Mott, his owner, and Brad Cox, the winning trainer, They've said and still say today they're not planning the Preakness isn't in the mix. Right. The Preakness is not in the mix. But I don't know. Is there further discussion if now considered a Kentucky Derby winner and now he's the only horse that would be that's eligible to capture a triple crown? Do you, do you go back and have that conversation? Regardless, without hypothetically, if Medina Spirit and Concert Tour are not in the mix, yes. Uh, a very roundabout way of asking your question, you would wind up with, many more horses than are, are and I think right now there's nine or ten but you'd wind up with my guess an overflow of horses that owners and trainers now feel they have a, a, a chance to compete and potentially win a, an American Classic. Okay last question for you Lafitte and again appreciate this some sticky uh, situation questions I've asked and uh, you're trying to answer them as best you can and we're all just waiting on some other facts to come in before we're able to take specific positions that we may or may not want to take. Uh, here's one that I know you can take. It is purely an opinion. A friend of mine uh, texted me this morning because he was a guy who's a casual racing fan at best, who listened to his buddy Jody Mack, who bet Mandaloon at 23 to 1 in the Kentucky Derby and said, hey, what the hell? You mean that the horse is going to be made the Kentucky Derby winner and those tickets I ripped up really have to stay ripped? There's nothing I can do about it. He's not a horse race player, uh, but he just put a couple bucks down because his buddy Jody Mack told him to. And I had to say, yeah, I understand for the lay player, it's the biggest day of the year, and there's no other way to look at this other than a black eye. How big a black eye is this, and what kind of a effect does it have on the industry in general, when a day like this, a day where you're supposed to be bringing in new fans, instead you may end up losing fans. Of course, it's a black eye. It's it's devastating. And as I mentioned at the very at the very top of our conversation, uh, from someone who's grown up in the game, you're 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 heartbroken because you know the damage that can be done here, and, and that you know for the most part. A lot of times people are more interested in headlines than details and don't understand that there's a difference between what happened here, what may have happened here, and say what happened with the illicit cheating that took place that was uncovered with Jason Service and, and Jorge Navarro. There are, there's no relation. Right. Couldn't be further apart. But all that anybody would remember is that 
there was some medication violation that something nefarious happened that a Kentucky Derby title had to be stripped. And that's what people, that's what they would remember. And absolutely, it's a, it's a bad look for the sport. Um, having said that, I do think that the steps that are being taken, because the sport has had a drug problem for years and years, and it's something that steps have been taken to try to clean up. Now I think you're really seeing things buckle down even more so. These, these strict, strict policies that are in place and will continue, that's a good thing because all of that is being done to make sure that the thoroughbred, that the resources themselves are, are looked after and everything that's being done for them to be as, as healthy and as safe as possible. As far as the wagering that you mentioned, it, it does add another layer to the sentiment of, of holding all tickets. That's brutal um, <laughs> because the purse hasn't been distributed. That's much easier to handle. But if you cashed on Medina Spirit, that who's going to – how are they going to get well, – you, you know – show up at this time on this date and you're going to hand back however much you made on Medina Spirit in the Kentucky Derby. I'd, I'd probably take the under in terms of who you're going to expect to show up for that. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's not a situation, unfortunately. Um, and that, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a bit brutal. If you bet on Mandaloon, um, came up a little bit short, what you would have made um, had he won. Or if those, you know, if you were going to be reimbursed somehow, or if those tickets, if that was going to be paid out, uh, you'd feel a lot better about it. But that's not, uh, that's not the way, that's not the way it works. Unfortunately, that's why they call it gambling. And sometimes you get the short end of it. And that happened to me this week, but not for you. You've got that much more to cover this week. I'm not sure that you're going to enjoy every moment of it, but I know you'll do a great job. We'll be watching next Saturday on NBC. Coverage starts over on NBC Sports, on the uh, uh, networks, on the uh, cable side, and then jumps over to NBC thereafter for the big race, and we won't know who's running in it for another good couple of days. Lafitte, great stuff. I appreciate you coming on on a tough day like this. Thank you very much. We'll talk again down the road. Anytime, anytime. Thanks so much, Jody. Take care. My pleasure. That is Lafitte Pinkai, the third uh, reporter and host for NBC on their Triple Crown coverage. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.